having your own business is a wonderful experience that lets you have fun while working. So you do what you like and makes you feel a unique and valuable person. That was Gretel Gambrelli, founder of the company Our Swiss Business and our guest of the day. She is an excellent guest to kickstart this series of Idea Soup. She set up a business in Switzerland to encourage other women to do the same, and today we're going to find out a little bit more about her and her business. But before we go on, I'd like to thank Purple Select Consultants for supporting the Idea Soup podcast. They are a recruitment boutique based in Switzerland, working across Europe recruiting multilingual candidates for technical IT and sales positions at all levels. They know how frustrating it can be to try and find the right person for the right job. But they have an amazing record in doing it. So if you're having problems finding the right person for your role, why don't you get in touch with them? You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. You'll find them at purpleselect.com. Hello, I'm Patricia McGuire and I love running my own business. Welcome to the Idea Soup podcast, where my goal is to unleash the female entrepreneur. Hello Gretel, it's lovely to talk to you again. Hi Patricia, I'm very happy to be here and talk to you. Gretel, tell us a little bit about your business. The name is Our Swiss Business. Uh, it's our because the idea is that we develop a business together. I connect women who then brainstorm together, solve each other's problems and help each other creating a business. The business can be a, 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 a solo business or also a joint business. That's not important. I support women uh, living in Switzerland who are on the road towards entrepreneurship. Basically, my vision is that becoming an entrepreneur does not necessarily need to be a journey that you do in loneliness. Um, If a community of like-minded women and a network of professionals are there to help you, brilliant ideas can be identified and difficulties can be overcome more easily. So what I've done was to set up a community where women can get in touch with each other and look for business partners if they need one. And then I organize business ideas, brainstorming events, mastermind groups. I offer consultancy services and thematic workshops in collaboration with professionals. And uh, always the offer is dictated by the demand. So I talk to people who register on my website and I ask them what their needs are and I try to meet these needs. This is your first business, isn't it, Gretel? Yes, it is. I was doing something completely different before. I did not start this business thinking at it as a business. Uh, I simply felt the need to do something I believed in. I wanted to help other women who experienced my own difficulties in realizing themselves professionally. But then when I started while working on this, I felt I should not work as a volunteer, but I should be paid for what I do. So at some point, I started thinking at it as a business. And I'm right now, I'm in this transition phase from kind of a hobby to a business. And that this transition is, is not easy because um, I want to help people 
and this means I don't want to charge big, big money, and so I need to have a big community and charge small money and make a profit. Gretel, what were you doing before you started this business? I was doing something completely different. I have a master in environmental economics and a PhD in sustainable development. So I worked for many years for international organizations. But at some point, uh, right after moving to Switzerland, I lost my job. And so I started to look for another job in the same in the same industry, in the same field. I spent three years looking for the next job uh, while working as an independent consultant. It didn't work. So I, I sent endless application letters, had many interviews, but at the end, it was always the same answer. They had found a person with better language skills or more matching experience or with an existing network in the field of interest. So I was so frustrated and I didn't like to work as an independent consultant because I, I felt very lonely. I wanted to do something in collaboration with others, go out and meet people, work together. And at the same time, I was scared about starting a business on my own because I thought I did not have the time and all the necessary skills. And so I started to think about a way out. A way out. Uh, what I did uh, was to talk to friends to come up with possible business ideas together. I organized a series of, uh, I called them, let's invent a job coffees. It was a stimulating exercise, it was fun, but it didn't work again. Many of my friends were not really motivated and, and we all had different interests. So I started thinking, how can I fix these problems? How can I make this right? And so the ideas of, of um, kind of scaling it up uh, to whole, the whole country and uh, put together women with the same interests who are really motivated started to to take a shape in my mind. And that's how I started. What is the market for your business? Who are your customers? My target is well-defined. Um, although our Swiss business is open to every woman, so it's women first of all, but I particularly focus on well-educated foreign women who find more obstacles than the Swiss in realizing their professional dreams. A difficult job market, the lack of a solid personal and professional network, uh, language barriers, uh, as well as the duties as moms, are all obstacles that often prevent foreign women from finding a job or creating a business in Switzerland. And I know this very well because I'm one of them. Um, this being said, I'm also very happy when Swiss women register to my events because they also experience some of the problems that I mentioned above and they can benefit from exchanging ideas with an international women group. Yes, I think it's quite useful to have, um, shall we say, local women involved because they can help solve some of the problems for the, the expats. Yeah. How did you start to communicate with these women? You talked about the coffee mornings, but I guess that didn't really work for starting the business. So. How did you communicate to, to your target market? Yes, absolutely. So my initial attempt was to talk with people I already knew, but this, this didn't work. Uh, so I had to, to go and explore um, completely unknown markets. And uh, <clears throat> my primary connection tool was uh, Facebook. So I created a Facebook company page. Uh, I paid for some Facebook ads targeted to women in a certain age range. 
I joined some Facebook groups and also LinkedIn groups uh, where I mentioned what I was doing and, you know, when uh, an event was coming up and so on. And also I got in touch with uh, uh, associations, sometimes women associations, sometimes expat groups. And uh, I asked them whether I could introduce this initiative to them. So I participated to a couple of, uh, more than a couple of uh, evenings where I explained what I was doing and uh, the, what the offer is. And has that method of communicating changed over time? It didn't change that much. Uh, the only thing that changes is once a person uh, registers on my website or just signs up for the newsletter, I start to create a personal uh, connection. So I immediately send an email explaining exactly what she can do as a member of our Swiss business. And I ask her uh, whether she has special needs or questions I can uh, answer for, for her and things like that. So I try to make this very personal. You mentioned that you paid for Facebook advertising. Do you think you got a good return on investment with that? Uh, it's a difficult question because um, actually when I did my first event, I asked all the participants uh, how they got to know about uh, our Swiss business. And I had all different answers. So there was no single channel that worked better than others. So one came from uh, an introductory meeting, one came from Facebook, one came from LinkedIn, one from a specific post on a Facebook group. So uh, Facebook advertisement, I think I, I only got one person. So I, I'm not sure, but what I think it's important is to really create the momentum and let people know that this exists. So I think that many people will decide to join an event or to register on the website maybe in six months from now, but they already know it exists and this is very important. Do you think that it's almost irrelevant that only one person mentioned Facebook because it gave you, it was part of your momentum process? That's correct. Gretel, how did you finance the starting of your business? I decided I didn't want to invest much money in this to start with. So I, I put a roof. I decided I didn't want to go over, let's say, uh, 5,000 francs. And I basically I used my own money, my family money. Everything I used the, this money for was to set up a, a professional website and buy some, some um, promotional material and also register for a couple of expos. And that's everything I needed. Gretel, what do you think you did wrong when you started the business? For the moment, I'm happy with the choices I have made. So I don't think I've made anything wrong. I just wonder whether I should actively look for a business partner because I need help in some business areas where I feel less comfortable and I, I need some time. I don't have much time to dedicate to, to this business, so I need the time of someone else. So that's something I'm really considering. So if someone's listening to this and they think, oh, this sounds really interesting, something I'd, I'd like to get involved with, should we be encouraging them to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Gretel, we've talked about what you think you did wrong when you started your business, but were there things that you feel you really did right? I think 
I, I took a couple of decisions that were um, good. First of all, I decided to work with a reliable web agency instead of doing everything by myself. So I paid some money, but I have a very professional product and the people who are these people who set up my website are also helping me with tips on how to advertise my initiative and so on. So that's that that has been a very good investment. Another thing is that I'm collaborating with professionals. So I don't have the time and experience to do everything by myself to offer consultancy and so on. So I decided to work in collaboration with professionals in different fields when possible, female uh, solopreneurs. For example, during brainstorming events, I joined forces with a business consultant. And in this way, I can offer top quality events and courses, but keep my independency, which, which I value very much. What do you enjoy about having your own business? I can say compared with my pre- previous life as an employee or as an independent consultant, I feel much more satisfied uh, because I do what I want in the way I prefer. I feel more positive energy inside me rather compared to the past. And this is something I really would like to say to all women who are professionally unsatisfied because either they are unemployed or they don't like their job. Having your own business is a wonderful experience that lets you have fun while working, while working. So you do what you like and makes you feel a unique and valuable person. Just try it. If it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. And you can learn from your mistakes and try again or decide that you you prefer to look for for a new job. And uh, second, I really like the flexibility of working so I can work more intensively when I can, less intensively when my family needs my attention. Do you think there are any downsides to having your own business? Yes, um, there are a couple, (laughs) I think, at least. (laughs) First of all, uh, you have to tell yourself how good you are. Um, No chief is there to recognize your efforts. So frustration and lack of motivation are frequent feelings uh, when things don't go the way you were expecting. On the other side, uh, you really need uh, a very small sign to keep you going. For example, Sometimes I have women send me a note, they write me an email telling me that I'm doing something valuable, that they really like the energy I put into this, and, and this is enough to keep me going. The second downside is uh, it's very obvious, and that's profit unpredictability. Uh, unless you have a very, very precise uh, strategy and business plan and you follow it very um, uh, in a perfect way and everything goes the way you expected and it's I think never the case Uh, your profit uh, especially in the first years is very unpredictable and this can be a a problem if you really rely on that money to leave in my case it's not an issue because my husband supports me but for many people could be uh, that could be a problem So would you recommend that before people start, they do make a business plan? Uh, It's a difficult question. I think there are different answers. In my case, I didn't do any business plan. I explained to you that I I started it as a hobby, not as a business. So I didn't have a business plan. And even if I wanted to make a business from the very beginning, I would have not been able to do a business plan because I just had a 
kind of an idea of what I wanted to do. And I wasn't sure how to really develop it. And it developed with the time also based on the people I met, the connections, the new ideas that came in my mind after a while. So um, you can decide if you have very clear idea what you want to do, how you want to make money. Yes, definitely try to do a business plan. Uh, There is also something in between that could be useful that is a business Canva. So it's something less precise than a business plan, uh, but still helps you really think about what you want to do, how you want to do it, which are your customers, how you want to communicate with them and so on. So that's something that could be useful for many people who aren't really sure 100% of uh, how they want to run things and they don't need big uh, investment because if you need to um, to look for money, you have to have a business plan, that's for sure. Gretel, what is this business Canva? Uh, actually, I think I made a mistake. It's called Canvas, C-A-N-V-A-S. That's basically, um, there are nine areas nine big questions you have to answer and uh, it doesn't go into details for example of your cash flow or your financing plan but it makes you really think about the five the the nine uh, big important things in your business Gretel when you were talking about how much you enjoy having your own business you encourage everyone to go ahead and do it you know if they had the the inclination to do it just go for it but do you think being an entrepreneur, being a business person is for everyone? <laughs> I think you you need some specific personality traits. Uh, first of all, you have to believe in yourself. You have to have a good self-esteem. In the past, I used to be very self-confident, but after three years unemployment, my self-esteem had gone underground, but I knew I could find it again because it was inside me. So I started and and I immediately found it. (laughs) So you need to be self-confident. And plus, I think you need to be at the same time a thinker and a a very organized person. You have to come up with a clear strategy, a doable action plan and stick to your to-do list. And this is not easy. Uh, There are people who are better uh, strategizing but have maybe difficulties in being down to earth when they come to when they have to realize their vision. And on the contrary, there are people with less vision, less creativity, but they are excellent in accomplishing day-to-day work. But luckily, there are ways to get support from other people who can give you new ideas, provide feedback, and make you accountable. So I'm referring uh, to brainstorming events, uh, for example, uh, which are excellent for creativity boosting and feedback from other people. And mastermind groups, perfect for mutual accountability. People keep you accountable. And this is why I want to offer, I am offering both of these things in our Swiss business. Gretel, you've given us some great advice so far for people who are thinking of starting their business. You've talked about doable action plans, getting support from others for motivation and for ideas. Are there any other pieces of advice that you would give people? Uh, Yes, I think building on my own experience, I initially was very scared 
uh, about starting on my own. I, I spent a year looking for a business partner, someone who could really help me uh, start this uh, initiative. But after a while, I, I decided just to, to go for it. Uh, so don't waste your time waiting for another person. Just start. And after starting, I realized it was probably better to be alone because I can do really what I want to do the way I want it. And I don't have to uh, to find a compromise or, or talk with other people. So just go for it. Second, go for it, but put a roof on the initial investment. So think in advance how much money you feel comfortable risking if everything goes wrong. Because let's face it, I think that more than 50% of, of the new businesses in Switzerland fail within six months. This is a, a statistic I, I kind of remember. I'm not 100% sure, but that's something like that. So it's risky. Uh, you, you have to sleep good at night. So put a, a roof and say, this is what I want to invest. That's it. If, if everything goes wrong, this is what I will lose and I'm comfortable with it. So that's the second piece of, of advice. And the third one, which is working very, very good for me, is to choose your target group carefully. Don't be scared of losing potential clients by identifying a niche. I think it's better to offer services that are tailor-made for a specific target group than doing something too broad for a lar larger audience, because in this case, you will have more competition. So my choice of targeting international-minded women by offering everything in English has paid thus far. So this is not only for foreign people. It's, I, I also have Swiss people registering, but they ha need to be ready to speak in English and uh, exchange their, their ideas with international women. So that's my niche, and it's working very well. I think that's a really valuable piece of advice to maybe concentrate on a niche and, and, and not worry that you're losing other business, it's passing you by, because if you're doing your niche well, then your business will grow. Greta, let's talk about the future of your business. You've already said that perhaps you might like to have a business partner going forward, but what are your long-term goals for your business? We talked about this before, so I want this business to really give me um, a salary. At the same time, I want to really help a lot of people. So my first objective is that this community grows so that I can broaden the offer. I'm already thinking about webinars, workshops and courses on specific topics. And I may offer services in other languages at some point, not only English. I may decide to start in German, French, start from my niche and, and, and go wider. But that's something I, I may consider in the future only if I find the right person uh, to work with. Gretel, I know there's lots going on in your, your business world at the moment, but what are you looking forward to? What's happening in the more immediate future for your business? Uh, well, I'm planning two brainstorming events in Zurich. One is on the 29th of October and the second is on the 12th of November. The first is for women who would like to discuss business ideas, come up with a solid one, and eventually meet their future business partner. So it's really for women who don't have clear ideas yet, they're exploring possibilities, or maybe they already have an idea but they're not 100% sure about it, they, they would like to have the feedback from others. The second event, the one in November, is for women who have already started a business, 
uh, or have a well, a very well-defined business idea, and they need feedback from like-minded women on any questions they might have. Important is that I generally prepare these meetings very well in advance, so I know in advance what each person is looking for, and I prepare uh, specific questions, specific exercises for the group. Second, I will be starting with mastermind groups in September, October. And these are very useful uh, regular meetings with the same group of people who will keep you accountable and help you reach your objectives. So if you're interested, just send me um, a message through the website and I will be happy to tell you more about this. Okay, that's great. So is that the best way to get in touch with you through the website? The best way is through the website. There are different places where you can send a comment or you can sign up for the newsletter and I will uh, uh, send you an email uh, immediately, immediately within a couple of days maximum. The website is www.ourswissbusiness.com. So please have a look and send me a note. I will be very happy about that. Thanks very, very much, Gretel. I'll make sure that when I post the podcast and the content on my website, all your details are there so people can get in touch with you easily. If you would like to contact today's guest or find out more about Idea Soup, please go to our website. That's ideasoup.com. I-D-E-A-S-O-O-P. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. And if you do, please leave us a review because it helps us climb the iTunes ladder and help more people realise their dreams of having a business. Idea Soup is an original podcast from The Purple Pods. Music, The Bushwick Tarantella, by Kevin MacLeod. <laughs>